I have become a master of time. Not in the sense of organizing a calendar or a clock. I've literally mastered time. I've traveled through time. I have seen how it all began. I've seen how it all ends. All things begin and all things end. With one exception. There is only one thing in all of space and time that knows no beginning, sees no end. There is only one infinity, one timeless entity that was here before us and will be here after us. A god of time, a god of space and all universal existence. And that being, that entity, is the Birthday Boy Podcast. I figured I would just sit down and just, you know, fuck it. Let's let's do a podcast. Hello? Really? We should do a podcast. Hello? Hey, this would be a great podcast. Let's fun. Let's do it. Cliffy, it's Uncle Cliff Cliff. Cliffy? Hello, Cliffy? It's podcast time. Gimme, gimme, gimme a man after midnight. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Are you listening? Full stick of butter. This is episode one. Flippy, it's Grandma Clip Clip. No way. I think it's going to be terrible. Licky boom boom down. Cliff, this is your uncle Cliff Cliff. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcast. Terrible. The one and the only. Menage a Johnny Boy. That's the other thing. Positivity is for fucking assholes. My little baby boy. Did you write La Poopy? Baby Butter Boy. On one of the sausage sandwiches. Womack style. Hey, Leo. Lindy. This sandwich says La Poopy on it. I love you. What are you trying to serve here? Toggling your balls. Any tips? Toggling your balls. For eating abroad. Uh, toggling his balls. Uh, just below your nipple. Wait a minute. The biggest one yet. Grown ass adults. Toggle your balls. Wearing sports jerseys. Toggling your balls. The Road Rash book. Fifty Shades of Grey. Black. Hot and Schweiler. Biggest one yet. Tremendous talent. Oh my god. I got a little getting even to do. It's going to be outrageous. Kindness matters. Your grandmother. La Balena Blanca Bastante. The great Donnell Winslow. The capable whitefish. Flippy baseball. The whitefish is semen. Flippy. The whitefish is semen. Sweet Fern piss stains. My little baby butter boy, little butter boy, Cliffy boy, baby boy. Knob, New Hampshire. Sweet Arnold P. Quackers. That's how you get blisters, Cliffy. That's how you get blisters. Fauntleroy, Fuckleberry, and of course, Womack style. Anus von Sweets. That sure tastes delicious. In my mouth. Yeah, you got y'all got ratatouille. Bibleopoly clip. Everybody down! Toggle your balls. We got Migs at three o'clock. The oatmeal tasting booth. Get to your foxholes, goddammit! Toggling your balls. Hello, sixties, my old friend. Toggle your balls. Man, if you like, I use the restroom. Baby butter boy. I'm better than a lot of people. The biggest and the best. And I just want to point that out. You goddamn 
Butter boy, son of a bitch. Cliff, this is Cliffbot 9000. I can't even get out of the fuck out of you, son of a bitch. Wouldn't you like an oatmeal taste? Your grandmother just told me the good news. Oh, look up, look down, freak out, freak out, yeah. Helmet mayonnaise. Whoever came up with fry yay? The rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air. I hate you. And a delicious Helios pizza in your oven. It's partly cloudy. Hashtag blessed. Puzzle, you balls. I call it the Buttered Boy Express. Womack style. Ching ching money. Me. Me. You. My so called friends. To the Womack family holiday spectacular. Happy to pop in and say hi. And now, the birthday boy. Oh, yeah. Season two, baby. Wow. Fantastic. Absol absolutely tremendous. What a tremendous, <laughs> what a tremendous intro. Oh, man. A month off from podcasting. And I have no interest in doing this today either. <laughs> Uh, what is wrong with me? I'm not at all refreshed. I'm not at all recharged. Not at all ready to do anything except have a nap. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Yes, indeed. Indeed! Season 2 begins episode 1 of season 2. Here we are. Ha ha ha. Let's get rid of this music. Ha. Oh, yes. This is it. Uh, I think it's been exactly four weeks. I believe. I do believe. Let me look at the calendar here. Like I said, I'm a master of time. I should have no need. I should have no need for such things. For such man-made illusions such as time and a calendar and a clock. But let me look. At all man-made metrics of time and see when the last... Let's see. Today's the 21st. It's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Uh, one week ago, two, three, four... Yeah, one, two, three, four. It was exactly four weeks ago. I think four weeks ago to the... Not just the day. I think four weeks ago to the, to the second... To the minute to the second. That was the last time I did a podcast. It was on May 24th. That was exactly four weeks ago. The birthday boy turned 40... Four weeks ago, uh, yeah, and I'm uh, I'm every bit uh, exhausted, as exhausted as uh, as I was when I was thirty and thirty five and all that stuff. So let me just uh, uh, so so how are you? How have you been? How has your month been? It's been a lousy month, really. May twenty fourth was uh, was the last podcast I did. I mean, I did the last live video podcast on the twenty second. I think we did nine weeks. I want to say nine, eight or nine weeks of podcasts. Not, I think it was nine weeks. I was going to go for ten, make it a nice round, even, whatever. And then I just said, nah, nah, I'm good. I'm good. It's been enough. It's been enough. Uh, it was a good way to go out, too, as I've mentioned, having, uh, having just Nate, having Cliffy Boy, having Shimo, having Nate... Nader on the show. Uh, yeah, couldn't have couldn't have picked a better group to have on to be part of that. And 
it really felt like a good let's let's not come back and do another Facebook Live after this for a while because that's that's as good as it's gonna get. Those four gentlemen, it's not gonna get any better than that. I couldn't I couldn't top that for a finale, for a for a live video streaming podcast. That was pretty awesome. And uh, there will be more of those. I think not a ton. That's not going to be a regular thing, doing the video podcast. It was uh, it was cool. It was fun. It was something different. Uh, but this is what I like. I like to sit here, no video, just me, just talking, just the microphone, and that's it. And it's uh, and it's it's good. Um, yeah, and I, I realized that I, I came back on the 24th, on, on May 24th, and I said thank you to a lot of people. And I think I I think I left a bunch of people like like Dumas. I don't think I mentioned Carrie Dumas, who's a super fan. I, I can't remember who I did and didn't mention. Frank and Ryan, my cousins, I didn't mention, which they, they needed to be mentioned. Great, uh, great supporters and listeners of the podcast, the Birthday Boy podcast. And, and, and then, of course, everybody else, the two Nates, Shimo, my mom, my mother-in-law, who watched you know many of the Facebook Live ones, uh, Alex, or a bunch of people, and of course Kimmy, who was there for every single one, uh, sitting out, <laughs> sitting out in the other room, listening and making sure to uh, to be interactive in a way that that I really appreciated. Um, yeah, we were talking about that the other day. I mean, she gave like you know insulting me here and there, which is perfect <laughs> in all seriousness, and then coming up with karaoke ideas for me, which was great. Um, and anybody else who came up with cliffyoke ideas and uh, and contributed to that Facebook Live thing, I really appreciate it. It was really cool, a uh, really neat way to do the podcast and and kind of you know have to stay on my toes because like I, I've already I'm ten minutes into this thing, I've already stopped and gone back. Uh, I think three times because I didn't like what I said or I just lost my train of thought and just stopped. And yeah, yeah, when it's live, it's live. So I couldn't, I couldn't do that. So it was a real, what a fucking challenge to go through an hour and a half, two hours for however. I, I'm pretty sure it was nine straight weeks. I think, I think it was nine, nine. Uh, let me see. I th- yeah, I think it was nine weeks. Anyways. To, to have to do that and have to sit there, uh, yeah, season one finale, a ninth consecutive live episode. I'm reading the description of it right now. Uh, and if you, you know, I tell you, if you haven't gone to the Birthday Boy podcast Facebook page, I urge you to do so because you can watch all nine of those episodes. Uh, you can listen to them, of course, on the usual methods, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, Google podcasts and uh, you know the apple itunes apple podcast whatever you call it all the ways that you listen to podcasts you can listen to you can listen to everything but i I really urge you if you're not following or liking or whatever however it works uh, the birthday boy podcast facebook page i really urge you to go and uh, and log on and subscribe whatever follow like and then check out the video podcast because there's stuff i mean especially the last one on the 24th uh, that final, that season one finale, you know, having having my buddies on there and getting to see their faces. And if you watch it on Facebook, you get to see, you know, you get to see their faces. You get to see my stupid face and, you know, stuff like that. That's kind of cool. Uh, same with, you know, some of the other uh, some of the other things. I'm, I think I played some video clips and, uh, you know, you you can listen to it and that's great. But it's it's cool to go. And I, I think it's fun to kind of go on Facebook and watch. Um, 
I mean, you have, yeah, you have to look at me for several hours, but, uh, you know, so that's the, <laughs> that's the downside. Um, yeah, so it was, it was fun doing those, but it was, uh, man, oh man, when you, when you get done with a, you know, a 40, 50 plus hour work, <laughs> work week, and then it's Friday and you say, oh my God, I'm going to do a podcast, a live podcast where I can't. You know, if I get tired, I can take a break or go eat dinner or something. I can't do any of that stuff. You just have to sit there. You have to do it. It's tough, man. It's tough. Even even a Bush League fucking, you know, amateur hour podcast like this one. It's it's still tough to do, you know, live shit. Live shit, man. But here we are doing what I enjoy, which is not live. It's only it's only live to me. The only person who's listening to this live is me right now in my headphones, in my cans. My cans that are on my ears. All right, so yeah, so I took some time off. I took uh, I took a month off. I didn't I didn't know what I was gonna do. I knew I was gonna take. I, I didn't even know if I was gonna take a ton of time off because in the past I've always said that. I always say like, oh, there's not gonna be a podcast next week, and then I show up and I do, you know, what I think is gonna be like five minutes. Like, hey, hey, no podcast, but I'll talk to you for a few minutes, and then it ends up being forty five minutes, and then I just end up going and going and going. So. Uh, this was a legitimate break where I didn't even, I didn't really even think about it. I just like on my weekend, I just did weekend stuff, just hanging out and on Friday nights, just finished work. And then, you know, the weather's been so nice up until a couple days ago and now it's just balls hot. And so, uh, you know, when the weather was nice in May, June, like that perfect 70 something, no humidity, blue sky, kind of let's go out and go for a walk. Let's play some tennis, let's play tennis while the kids ride their bikes in circles in the tennis court, and we try to hit them with tennis balls while they're riding their bikes, you know, that that kind of stuff. So it was cool to get back to that and not feel obligated to do a podcast, a live podcast every Friday. So I really just kind of enjoyed it. I mean, 52 weeks with, with one break to go to Norway, it got, uh, yeah, there was a little bit of the burnout, oddly enough, after a while. And I just said, I don't feel like talking for a while which is rare for me. Uh, instead, I went on uh, social media and yelled at people <laughs> for being racist, um, which was a different a different outlet, but it was it was fun nonetheless. Uh, I might read some transcripts. I might. I try to keep that stuff out of the podcast, but uh, you know, there's a couple good ones in there. I think I might play for, I might might read for you. Uh, in the, along the lines of, you know, not necessarily sounding board theater, but just me uh, I mean, just, you know, literal racists online and me being a smartass. Uh, today is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers, to all the dads out there. I hope it was a great, uh, great old time, a great old Father's Day, uh, all that shit. Oh, look at this. I thought I was watching, uh, I've got the golf on. I thought I was watching live RBC Heritage, the 2020. You're watching the 2019 final round. Guess where this is coming to us from? It's from Hilton Head, South Carolina, home of the Womack family holiday spectacular, the annual holiday spectacular. So it's Father's Day. Uh, I got my dad a gift. I'm going to play it for you right now, actually. I think this is kind of fun. I've just been, uh, as I as I played on a previous, Cameo, uh, a previous podcast, I've uh, been using uh, Cameo a little bit. I got Kimmy, uh, Kevin McDonald Cameo for her birthday. She got me, Kevin McDonald, a cameo for my birthday. And if you don't know what cameo is, it's a bunch of celebrities. They're on this thing called Cameo. You go on there. You basically browse all the celebrities. 
it's you know sports personalities it's uh it's tv and movies it's music comedy uh, you know these weird like youtube stars and mostly people a lot of people that i have no idea who they are but then there's some really big names for like $800 you can get Dennis Rodman to do a cameo uh for $500 what a bargain you can get Brett Favre uh, there's a bunch of wrestlers. There's just, you know, it's a ton of stuff. There's Howard Stern, Whack Pack, High Pitch Eric, Bobo, <laughs> Jeff the Drunk, the Elephant Boy. There's all these, you know, there's some good ones on there. And there's some ones that are both good and reasonably priced. There's a lot of people like, wow, that's a big star. Wow, that costs $500, $600, $800 to get that person to give a, you know, a two or three minute message. No thanks. And then there's ones that are like, I don't know who that is, but they're $20. Or I don't know who that is, but they're $200 for some reason. Or I that, or there's a, there's a handful where you say, hey, that's a big star. Ooh, that's a pretty reasonable price. And uh, so Kevin McDonald, for $40.99, I thought was a very reasonable price to, uh, <laughs> to hire him to send. And he gives, I mean, the guy did three minutes. He did a, you know, it was it was amazing. I played it on previous podcasts. I'm not going to play it now. Uh, you can go back and check it out. Uh, but I did get a cameo for my dad for Father's Day. And I got a cameo of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. WWE Hall of Famer, legendary Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Uh, because, well, there's, there's, a, there's a few things here. Hacksaw Jim Duggan is from Glens Falls, New York. My dad is from Glens Falls, New York. My uncle Kim, my dad's brother, is also from Glens Falls, New York. And, uh, and my uncle Kim and Hacksaw Jim Duggan were best of friends in high school. They were on the wrestling team together. They were on the football team together. All this stuff. They were hunting buddies. You know, they did it all together. And, uh, you know, they would put, they would go to the grocery store and put, like, dead, they would hunt and they would put dead squirrels <laughs> into the produce, you know, into the oranges. And then people would be shopping for their fruit and then they'd find a dead squirrel. And, uh, and then they'd, and then they'd drop dead. They'd get, uh, I think that was, I guess, probably COVID, COVID zero back in those days. And, uh, so yeah. Uh, and, and of course, Hacksaw's dad was the chief of, pol- chief of police. So <laughs> probably. They probably got away with everything, I would imagine. Anyway, uh, so Hacksaw was friends with my uncle. At one time, you know, when Hacksaw Jim Duggan was in, you know, still in his heyday, still in WWF at the time, WWE, uh, and my dad would take my sister and I, uh, my sister and me, uh, as well as Shimo and Mr. Shimo and Merv, we'd go to either the Glens Falls Civic Center or we'd go to the, the Knickerbocker Arena then known as Pepsi Arena, now known as the Times Union Arena in Albany, New York, Times Union Center. I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? Uh, it's, it's the Nick to me. It'll always be the Knickerbocker Arena. And we were there in 1993-ish. Um, 1992, actually. It was late 1992. Uh, maybe only our my second wrestling event, second or third. And, uh, and Hacksaw Jim Duggan was on the card, and we, uh, the security guard, my dad was talking to the security guard, and he said, oh, yeah, we were, uh, you know, I grew up with uh, Jim Duggan, we're good friends from Glens Falls. The security guard said, oh, that's interesting, uh, hang on a sec, I'll be right back, and he goes backstage, and then he shows up a little while later, and I think I've told this story, and he says, uh, meet me, meet me at the curtain, uh, I think... Oh, actually, Shimo. I guess we were just telling this story on the, on the podcast uh, when Shimo was on on the, a couple weeks ago. Uh, so we so we go back, 
and uh, and there's Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and there's my dad's giving him a big big hug, big bear hug, and uh, you know they're laughing and you know smiling and talking. Oh, it's great to see you. Great to see you. And you know we got to meet, take pictures. We got to see like, yeah, Ric Flair was back there. You know, getting ready for his match. Ric Flair's wife, Jim Duggan's wife, was back there. My sister wanted to see Bret Hart. He was back, you know, and getting ready for his match against Ric Flair. Uh, the Brooklyn Brawler just kind of moseyed by us, in a, you know, just in a sweater and jeans. It was great. It was, like, unbelievable. This guy, you know, it was nice enough for the security guard because, you know, to, if security guards today would be, be like, yeah, great story. I don't give a shit. Just leave me alone. I'm trying to be a security guard. But back in those days, the security guards was like, oh, that's a great story. Let me go. Let me go see what I can do. I'll go, uh, let me go validate this claim. Oh, okay, it's legit. Come meet me by the curtain in five minutes. Okay, we're going to meet, and there's Hacksaw Jim Duggan. It was an unbelievable memory. My dad made it happen, the security guard made it happen, and Hacksaw Jim Duggan made it happen. So I thought it would be cool to get my dad a cameo of Hacksaw Jim Duggan, just saying hi. So let me, uh, so that's my Father's Day present to my dad. Let me play it for you right uh, now. Hold on. Here we go. John, I usually start these off going, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan from the golden age of wrestling. Just shaved a beard off for the end of lockdown. But of course, John, you know me better as Jim Duggan from up at Keenan Street, Chief Duggan's kid. And of course, I spent a lot of time down there at Platt Street with the Hopkins family. Of course, Kim and I were best friends for many, many years. Kind of lost track of each other but hooked up again a few years ago, so hopefully we'll stay in touch. Anyway, John, I know you were down there in Albany, still probably down that way, and that you have a young boy named John also. Well, we saw him one time at the wrestling match. Hopefully he'll come by again. Well, anyway, John, I just want to say happy Father's Day from young John, and when you see Kim, tell him I said hello, and this hole is for you, tough guy. Ho! Go Glens Falls. All right, John. From young John, I understand you got a young, a young fella, a young boy. <laughs> uh, excuse me, Mr. Duggan. Mr. Duggan, I'm a forty-year-old youngster, and I would really appreciate it if you could. Oh, that's so funny. I mean, you know, you got to do the quick math. I mean, the lot. Why I, I I mentioned in my message, you know, hey hacks, hey I, I think I Mr. Duggan, I would really mean a lot if you say hi to my dad. You let us come back and meet you at a wrestling event way back in 1993. I mentioned I think like 20 or what you know, like 20, 25, 27 years ago, whatever it was. Uh, so <laughs> I mean, pretty quick math. <laughs> I'm not quite uh, the youngster. I understand you got a little kid named John. He wants to say hi to you, give you... Anyway. <laughs> Young John, as Shimo, uh, Shimo texted me and said that could be my new nickname. So that was that was pretty cool. My dad really liked it. When I put the request in, which I think was on maybe Thursday night, I put the request in for old Hacksaw, and I thought, I, you know, who knows? Because everybody does their cameos differently. Some... I think a lot of people on there, they, they, I think they, a lot of people charge, you look at it and say, that's a ridiculous amount of money for the, you know, Leslie David Baker, who plays Stanley on The Office, is like $350. And you look at it and say, what? Who's going to pay? You know, I love Stanley. I love The Office. One of my favorite shows of all time. I'm not paying $350 to get, 
to get Stanley, you know, to say, you know, one of his quotes from The Office and do a, do a Stanley imitation. Like, no, no thanks. But it could just be maybe he doesn't want to do that many of these, and he figures if some asshole is really going to pay $350 for a two- or three-minute video, then, yeah, okay, sure. And then if they're not, great. I don't have to do a ton of these because he's probably not hurting for money, I would imagine. Uh, so, but some people, you know, you get a quick turnaround. I mean, some people it's like same day, you know, a lot of these guys, it's within a few hours. It's usually within 24 hours, at least the ones that I've experienced so far. Um, but I didn't know because it's Father's Day and, uh, you know, there might be, uh, I'm sure they're seeing an uptick in cameo requests, trying to get them all in before Father's Day. So, and then the, probably a lot of these guys who are dads don't want to spend their Father's Day doing cameo videos. So I thought, shit, I better better get this in now. Uh, but being that it was Thursday, I said, geez, I mean, there's no guarantee that this thing's going to come back. So I thought I'd, I, I made my own version uh, from, <laughs> for my dad just in case. So here's my, uh, let's see, here's my uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan that I did that uh, Kimmy recorded when I was sitting at the table just in case. Hacksaw Duggan here from the golden age of wrestling. That's my two by four. Hi, folks. Hacksaw Duggan here. Oh. I'm mugging for the camera. You're not even looking at the camera. Hacksaw, because he's cross-eyed. That's the joke. Hacksaw Duggan. Oh. And then I spend the next five minutes just mugging for the camera, not making any any sounds at all. And then Kim calls me a wiener. A wiener. There it is. <laughs> uh, thank you, Kimmy. Wiener. Hot dog. We have a wiener. So that was my gift for my dad. And luckily I didn't have to send him my... Uh, I didn't have to send him the fake hacksaw. Because the real hacksaw came through, which was pretty cool. I do want to... Sh- actually... I would like to share. Did I already share this? See, I don't even know. It's possible that I already did share this, but Kimmy got me a Kevin McDonald cameo for my birthday, and I've played. I played the one that I got for her. Kevin McDonald, of course, he's my favorite kid in the hall. He's Kimmy's favorite. Along, you know, Dave Foley. It might be a two-way tie. They're all so good. But Kevin McDonald is the one that he makes both of us laugh the most. So she got me one for my birthday. I don't know if I played it. If I did, then, you know, skip ahead three minutes. Dean Dean. D-E-A-N. And he's doing one of the, you know, the uh, the King of Empty Promises, which is a classic Kids in the Hall sketch, where Dave Foley uh, lets lends Kevin McDonald, who plays a character named Dean, he lends Dean uh, his Godfather movie and some other things, and he's like... Uh, you, you you promised you have it back to me. Uh, when am I gonna get the Godfather tape back? Slip my mind. Tell you what I'll do. I'll bring you the Godfather, a bottle of wine, a handwritten apology, a Paul Simon cassette. You know all this other stuff. And then of course none of that ever happens. He's the king of empty promises. So Kimmy uh, requested that he make a reference to that. So he's in character as Dean, the king of empty promises, in the cameo, which is just—he's such a pro. He's such a pro. Hello, Johnny. This is Dean. Dean Dean. D-E-A-N. D-E-E-N. Funny name. Huh? I was booked by Kimmy or Kimi. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. He doesn't either. Or she doesn't. Don't know he, she, Kimmy or Kimi. 
Man or woman of mystery. Um, I'm played by Kevin McDonald, the weakest actor of the kids in the hall. Imagine the depths that Mark McKinney would reach if, if he could do this. Uh, uh, Kimmy Okami called me a week ago and, and to ask me to, to video you and say happy, happy birthday, Johnny. I said, I'll do it. He said, really? I said, we'll do. And then a week later, he said, did you do it? And I said, slipped my mind. But look, I felt just horrible about the whole thing. Tell you what I'm going to do. Uh, I'll go to Johnny's house. I'll talk to him. I know he likes to talk at three in the morning or knock at his door at three in the morning. I'll bring a copy of The Godfather. In fact, I'll bring Kevin McDonald's actual Godfather, Pierre Langteau, who's 93 and probably isn't up for the travel, but I'll force him to do it. And I know Johnny likes mariachi music, so I'll bring a 12-piece mariachi band and we'll play happy birthday mariachi music at three in the morning and the neighbors will love us. Kimmy Kimi said, you'll do that? And I said, we'll do. <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Kevin McDonald. Happy birthday. You're a child of 40. Woohoo! Happy birthday. And you like to see Daddy drink? Um, uh, even though we switched parts, sort of, that was based on me. I didn't drink till I was 27 because my dad was a drunk. And, and after a bad show, um, you know, before we had a TV show, a bad stage show, uh, I was 27, like I said, maybe I was 26, I forget. Um, and we were at a bar, the only other person in the bar uh, said, I'm gonna have one more drink and then I'm gonna kill myself. So I got in a bad mood, so Mark said, for Christ's sake, Kevin, have a drink. And I said, I don't drink, I don't wanna be my father. And he said, look, have a margarita. Tastes like candy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I told Dave, we were a girl drink drunk. Um, and comfortable. Um, that scene actually was written by uh, Norm Hiscock, the, the, the fifth Beatle, the sixth Kinder Hall, with Dave Foley. My favorite and, sketch. Um, and, uh, and Scott Thompson. And when we do it live, um, uh, when they, uh, Scott and I, because we're over the top clowns, go really big sometimes when we're having sex on the table. A uh, few times he'll put his head in my underwear. So sometimes um, I wear the same underwear every night to, to show him. <laughs> True story. Uh, happy birthday. You're a child of 40. Happy birthday, Johnny. I was Kevin McDonald, the weakest kid in the hall. <laughs> Sorry, that's crazy. I am Kevin McDonald, the weakest kid in the hall. Bye. Fantastic. <clears throat> He's so good. Um, yeah, so that was for my birthday. He referenced several sketches. The Daddy Drank sketch which is like Dave Foley. It's, it's a, it's a first person point of view from the bed and Dave Foley comes in and he's, he's like, son, I wake up son. And he's got the big, he's got the bottle of whiskey or whatever in his hand. I bought you a puppy, but on the way home, <laughs> but on the way home from the pet store, I got hungry and I ate it. I'm just kidding, son. I'd never buy you a puppy. And then, uh, Merry Christmas, son. I could kill you in my sleep. Why? Because I wear soft shoes. And uh, it's just it's just so funny. I'm not gonna do it justice. Uh, and then there's a yeah, there's a sketch called Comfortable, and it's two two couples after a dinner at the one of the couple's houses, and <clears throat> Scott Thompson plays the other husband, and Kevin McDonald plays the other wife, and he he whisks her off to the dining room table, and he says. <laughs> He says, as I proceed to make love to your wife and you have in a way that you had never had the guts to do to Dave Foley, who's the husband. He's like, okay, pal. And they're just being like nice neighbors to each other. And then the joke is that uh, Mark McKinney playing the wife of Scott Thompson says, you know, well, since we're being honest, you know that lamp you gave us for Christmas? Yes. And we said we broke it when we were vacuuming. Yes. Well, we didn't. We hated it so much. We just threw it in the trash. And then everybody Every, everybody got quiet. It got real awkward because of all the things that were happening of like the, you know, the husband and, and the other wife having sex on the table and all this, all this horrible stuff. The, 
the uh, the confession of breaking a lamp was what was what set everything over the top. So that was those were cool stories from Kevin McDonald, Kids in the Hall. And then uh, I sent one. I sent one to my sister just for no reason because I said, you know, this would be fun just to like, you know, just to send her one. And I didn't have an event or, a, you know, a birthday or anything. So I said, uh, just to just cheer her up because I thought, yeah, if, just cheer her up, just be extra funny. And so this is the one that Kevin McDonald. Cause, so basically, like, Kimmy and I have just been every couple of weeks just hiring Kevin McDonald for $40.99 to record a three-minute video. And I couldn't think of any good, like, cameo person to get for my sister, and so I got Kevin McDonald because he's the best. Hello, Jess. This is Kevin McDonald, and I'm here to cheer you up. Who's going to cheer me up enough to cheer you up? I think that's what I'm asking. <coughs> I'm kidding. I'm, I'm in a good mood. I, I don't have the virus. I'm, I just had a. I say this all the time, but it's true. Every before I do cameos, I make a smoothie. Um, I put a lot of banana in it. The banana gets stuck in my throat. Then I start doing the cameos, and then I am, uh, and then I start coughing, and people think that I'm sick. Um, but you know what, Jess? I'm so funny. I can even make coughing. I'm not gonna start over. I can even make coughing funny. <laughs> uh, I know I'm supposed to cheer you up. It's dark and rainy here. That's why I'm really close to the window. My hand is pressed against the glass. Um, uh, here, I'll cheer you up. Uh, I, I hope Kimmy, I hope I didn't do this for Kimmy, but uh, I'm a face comic, so um, uh, I can't tell a joke my life depended on it. Hopefully my life will never depend on it. Um, uh, I make so many faces, I have numbers for them. I'm going to do 14C. 14C, it's my best face. Here I go. This is to cheer you up. And believe me when I tell you it's a funny face. Don't I? Um, if you ever meet my wife, Paula, uh, I, I don't know how, but you never know. Don't ever show her that. She would leave me in a second. Uh, my parents would leave me in a second if they were alive. If my parents ever come back to lie, life, don't show that to them. Um, they would go back to Deadville. Uh, so just, uh, you know, John Hopkins claims to be your brother. So you have a nice brother named John Hopkins. At least he's a crazy guy who lives in a delusional world of insanity. And he thinks he's your brother. Um, uh, but let's do the former, not the latter. Do I have that right? The former and the latter? I get that mixed up. Uh, I, 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 I hope you things are uh, as good as they can be for you. I know that's a lot like lockdownish. Um, the lockdowns are getting unlocked. Still be careful. Be careful. I know you want to go out and frolic. I've heard about you, Jess. Jess is the frolicker. Um, but be safe because the epi epidemic pandemic thingy is still out there. Um, I still stay inside. Right, Lamp? That's my friend Lamp. Um, uh, oh, and then did, did I tell uh, Kimmy this? Uh, the cheer up, and then I'll get off. I swear to God. Uh, the kids in the hall have a new show that we're writing. We've written it. Uh, we were going to start shooting it. It's another sketch comedy show. Eight episodes for oh, Amazon. I can't wait. We we're going to start shooting it. I think next week. Um, uh, but then this zombie virus thing happened, so we're rewriting it. <laughs> so the sketches will either be perfect or, or drained of life by the time we shoot them. Uh, it was going to be on this December. Um, but now it'll be after that, of course. I don't know when we want to shoot. They're planning to shoot it in August. I think it's too early. It's either too early and they're just giving us false hope, or they don't care about five old white guys, and if one or two of us don't make it, they're fine with that. Either way, you're going to get a show. We'll, we'll write it. We'll shoot it, I swear. Okay, Jess, um, this is Kevin McDonald, um, the weakest kid in the hall. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, bye is too, uh, is too few buys. I, I like nine buys.
It's great. And, yeah, she didn't actually need cheering up. I just thought, I'm just going to do this. I don't know. Well, here you go. <laughs> Here's Kevin McDonald. To somebody who's not even remotely a fan of Kids in the Hall. Has not, I don't think, even seen a Kids in the Hall sketch. Uh, but it was still funny, and she loved it. And uh, so that was really cool. It'll be interesting to see how Cameo, I mean... <clears throat> It's a really, it's a really neat thing. I mean, it's a, it's some might say a huge waste of money, but it depends. Um, you know, could Hacksaw Jim Duggan have done more than fifty nine seconds? Yeah, it would have been. That would have been cool. Just you know something. Uh, but it was still great. It was still really cool. I mean, he did a minute of you know, personally saying hi to my dad. That was that was pretty neat. Kevin McDonald uh, does two to two and a half. A minimum of two and a half to three minutes of jokes and all kinds of things. Because, I mean, he's just, he's, to me, he's amazing. Oh, yeah. So, Cameo. You can, you can really have some fun on there. What I'd like to do, and maybe, <laughs> maybe this is when I'll, this is what I'll start a Patreon for. Is so I can raise money so I can have, I would, you know, Gilbert Gottfried's on, on Cameo. I would love to have, you know. You're listening. To, you're listening to the Birthday Boy podcast. You know, something like that. Bret Hart's on there. I'd love to have that. To have like, you're listening to the best podcast there is, the best podcast there was, the best podcast there ever will be. It's an excellently executed podcast. Yeah, whatever. It would be cool just to have that. If the you know, these guys can obviously say yes or no to anything, but I've I've seen cameos where people are you know. You're listening to the blah 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 podcast. You're watching the blah 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 show on YouTube. You know, whatever, whatever. You're paying them a bunch of money to say whatever you want them to say. So, I think maybe I think maybe that's the inspiration. Finally, after a year of talking about it, maybe that's what I'll do. I'll start a Patreon just to, <laughs> just to raise money so that I don't have to pay out of my own pocket to have to have a couple celebrities uh, <laughs> say you're listening to the Birthday Boy podcast. You're listening to the Birthday Boy Podcast. I mean, you can't even tell. You can't even tell. I could just do it myself. Uh, so it looks like... Uh, it looks like... We don't know for sure. Uh, Bork might be moving out. Grau seems to definitely be moving out. Uh, I'm a little upset about this because... You know, you just don't know with Neighbors... You get somebody who's really good, and you say, "Oh, I just hope you. I hope you live here, not necessarily forever, just until just until we're done living here." Which, if everything goes according to schedule, will be in about a year from now. Uh, at, at the most, by next August, we'll be we'll be done with this place where we've been living for almost five years, and it's a nice place. Um, but it's you know. It was never intended to be more than maybe a year, two at the most, and now it's it's going on five years, and it'll go on, it'll go to six years, uh, and then hopefully that'll be the end of it because it's just just way too much, way too long, um, and and the insane amount of money that we paid, doesn't matter, <laughs> doesn't matter. Anyways, not gonna think about that, not gonna think about that. Um, but uh, you know. Neighbors, it's just a revolving door, endless revolving door. And you get some that are good, and, and those are usually the ones that only last for about a year or so. 
and then you get the ones who are just awful, and they're the ones who never leave. And, uh, yeah, Bork and Grau are two of the good ones, and it seems like, you know, they had a moving truck out there <clears throat> on Friday. And uh, we saw him a little bit yesterday, but I can't tell. I can't tell if only Grau is moving out and Bork will remain and take on a new roommate. Perhaps one of his Bork buddies will be taking that position. I don't know. I hope so, because they're very good, quiet, low-maintenance neighbors who we like to have. Other than the fact that Bork has a fucking bird feeder... I think he has several different bird feeders on his balcony. And so, like, Bork's birds, you know, Bork's woodland critter friends uh, are coming and attacking that bird feeder endlessly. And so, and all the, you know, all the bird seed falls right in front of our yard. And so, so then we've got chipmunks and squirrels more than usual. There's always a bunch. It's New Hampshire. There's chipmunks and squirrels everywhere. I think the governor is either a chipmunk or a squirrel. I'm not sure. I think the mayor is a chipmunk or possibly a squirrel. I don't know. But you've got them out, you know, the bird seed falls and they eat the bird seed. And then there's chipmunks and there's squirrels and there's babies and there's all, you know, birds chirping around. And I hate, you know how I feel about the sound of birds chirping. It's a fucking awful. So we've got, you know, Bork's birds flying down right in front of our ledge and, uh, and eating all the, <laughs> all the runoff bird seed that falls. So I wouldn't miss that necessarily, but I've also noticed there hasn't been uh, quite the collection of, of woodland critters gathered around out front, which makes me think that maybe Bork has had other, other things going on and hasn't been filling the bird feeder. I don't know. Uh, but I like having Bork uh, as a neighbor. I don't, I've never talked to him. I've never said hi to him. I only know him as Bork because, again, that is his license plate, as Bork. I don't know what it means, but I love it. I love just, I love saying Bork. And, uh, I mean, there's time, we'll see him coming home from getting, I mean, he gets fast food all the time. He's, he's probably like, he's probably like 110 pounds. He's like 6'5. And all he does is he eats uh, fast food, he eats takeout nonstop. And, uh, you know, the kids will even see him and they'll be like, hey, it's Bork. Hey, Bork. Hey, Bork. I mean, they won't. Not when he's not when he is within earshot, but they'll, you know, when the windows are closed and he can't hear them. Hey, Bork. Uh, so you know that's fun. I like having Bork. You know, growl. Okay, if if one of them's leaving, that's fine. Uh, I'll tell you who's uh, who's really uh, amped up the activity as of late is Princess PJs. I've mentioned one of the other neighbors uh, who I gave that name. Actually, I gave her that nickname on uh, one of, if not the first live podcast. Uh, cause I couldn't think of, I don't know, I don't know her name. I've never, I think I said hi to her once. I think, I think it was like a week ago. Cause I happened to be outside with the kids when she pulled in. Uh, I know she has a big German shepherd. She wears PJ pants and walks around with the dog during the day. And, uh, that's about it. And whenever I see her, I ask Kimmy, who the hell is that? And she says, it's princess PJs. And I swear to you, uh, her face looks different every time I see her. I can't. I just, you know, if it weren't for the PJs and the occasional, like, leopard print spandex pants, I wouldn't know. Uh, but she's just had people, you know, guys, girls, you name it, just coming over, hanging out, you know, sitting out on the balcony. It's cool. I, okay, it's summer. You want to get together with your friends. I'm still one of those people that thinks that, and I know this sounds crazy, 
but because there has been no end to the pandemic, to the COVID-19 global pandemic, since it has not ended in any way, shape, or form, that leads me to believe that it's not over. I I know it sounds kooky. I'm one of those kooks. I'm one of those science kooks who thinks that everyone should wear a mask uh, because, yeah, it sucks, but also it's really not that difficult. It's really not that much of an inconvenience. You do it for an hour when you're grocery shopping or however long it takes, and then you go home and you take it off and you just wash your hands. And then you, uh, you, know, you put a, a wipe, a disinfectant wipe on everything, and then that's it. You're good. So when I see all these people coming and going using a common entrance, uh, you know, with their hands, who knows where they've been, who knows where those hands have been, one can only imagine where Princess PJ's hands have been. Uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, and there's lots of, there's just lots of people every night. There's a new person, a new friend coming to hang. You know, they go out with the dog. They come back 20 minutes later with the dog. They go upstairs and they hang out. They sit on the porch. It's all good fun, but there's no masks. There's no social distancing. There's no, like, you know, and they're just uh, Princess PJs. You know, if Princess PJ stopped and said, hey, you know, I live here. Let me let me open the door because I know you're not a resident, and so who knows what you're bringing from the outside world? Who knows what I'm bringing from the outside world? But no, I see the I see the friends and the people who come over. You know the PJ pals who come over. Uh, you know at least at least Bork's buddies hang out really in the parking lot, and uh, and and the, the Bork buddies haven't come around in quite some time. I think Bork's taking the thing real seriously, and that's cool. Uh, and, and, and maybe, and maybe the new roommate who's replacing Grau is, you know, is one of the Bork buddies who maybe, maybe it's serious. Okay, great. And you're going to be a resident and you're going to live there and that's fine. Uh, but, but the PJ pals coming over every night, somebody different, somebody different, a new, here comes a new girl, here comes a new guy, here comes a new this, that, uh, you know, I really, (laughs) I really feel an extra need to, uh, to really scrub, to scrub down when I, uh, when I, when I enter the house. So, who knows? That's that's what's up. Bork. Grau seems to definitely be... And Grau, of course, I don't know his name. His license plate says Grau. So, he's Grau. Uh, so, Grau's leaving. Bork, we don't know. But I haven't seen Bork in a couple days, so I'm starting to worry. I'm starting to worry. But, I, but yes, well, I saw him yesterday. He was carrying boxes, and they looked like... They didn't look like empty boxes, and he was bringing them in. With somebody who I had never seen before, so I'm hoping that that's that's what's happening. Grau is out, and one of the new Bork buddies is in. That's my hope. That's my hope for the future. Uh, you know, because the assholes above us, you know, they flood the joint every couple of months with cleaning supplies. Uh, how do you do that? Like, okay, good. They're cleaning a lot. They're they're taking it seriously. They're just you know they're they're cleaning their place. Uh, how do you? How do you turn on the sink or the bathtub and then forget about it? And then it overflows to such a degree that, you know, the light fixtures in our place are dripping with water and it's coming down. It's in the wall. I mean, who knows? Like, you know, and they come and they patch it up and, it's, you know, whatever. And they tell the people upstairs, like, oh, don't, don't spill water anymore. Okay. Well, that does the trick. But, like, the water, it's in the walls and, like, mold. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, anyway... And those, those are the ones who are never going to leave. I would just, uh, every time I see a moving truck, I think, oh, please let it be them upstairs. Because, you know, the guy, you know, he's, he's he, he smells uh, smells like cigarettes all the time. We live in a no-smoking place, so, like, okay, well, that's nice. 
up until now it was nice, and now these fuckers are smoking, and I've I've ratted them out multiple times, but now, and now the office isn't even open, so I don't know what to do. Uh, and they're not and they're not kicking anybody out, so yeah, who knows? It's just just annoying, so annoying, just so annoyed. Uh, oh yeah, and I can hear there. Uh, they have a son who's like the guy the people uh, upstairs have a son this they all, they all seem to smoke and then flood the the place and then it leaks into our place and then on top of that there's been a few mornings uh where where one of our daughters has had a has a zoom call with the teacher school's over now so that don't we don't have to worry about that they have a zoom call and uh and we can hear like like And it's like, oh my god, the, the the son and his girlfriend, she lives there too. And they're just like, well, that's their room, obviously. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And, uh, yeah. That's the sound. <laughs> like, rapid fire. Like, ooh. Oh man, to be young again. <laughs> Uh, and so we'll say, uh, okay, sweetheart, let's go have this call out in another room. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's something. It's really something. <sighs> and by the way, we've got, uh, did you like the new intro to the podcast? I mean, I did like an extra, a bonus intro, that whole like time thing nonsense was, you know, something. I was watching this show called Crashing. Which is a really funny show, Pete Holmes. They have three seasons on HBO, and I never, I never. It was one that was always on the queue, and I just never got to it. And I started watching it as of late, and it's it's quite funny. Now that uh, finished what we do in the shadows. Now that I've finished watching, we watched Dave season one of Dave, which is phenomenal. You should watch Dave on Hulu. Uh, it's really, really, really good. It's really funny. It's really, it's really good. It's it's really good. What We Do in the Shadows is one of the funniest series I've ever seen. You should watch both seasons of those on Hulu. Uh, God, there's just, yeah, lots of shows. Dark Season 3 starts in a couple, I think this this Friday or Saturday. Can't wait for that. So between Dark, uh, the TV series Dark on Netflix, uh, which is time travel stuff, and then in this episode of Crashing, uh, where T.J. Miller is on, on the episode and he has a bunch of clocks on his wall and he talks all the clocks are set wrong uh because you know talking about as i've talked about on the podcast time being an illusion and if you uh, you know can master time you can be become godlike in, in a sort of way which is you know whatever uh like i guess that's the nihilist view and i and i was just you know when he said that i just thought like oh that's kind of funny i should do a I should say something like that on the podcast. So that was just a one-time intro to the podcast. But the, uh, you know, you could hear a lot of the same sound bites from the previous intro with uh, royalty-free music playing in the background, <laughs> which is an important part of this podcast's future. <laughs> so I, I've decided I should really be using uh, copyright-free, royalty-free music, music that I could play all day long on the podcast and nobody's ever going to care. Uh, so that's so that's what we have. Um, I hope you enjoyed the intro. It was tough. I wanted to get enough of everybody, and I, you know, I got a little bit of Cliffy there at the end. Uh, I got a little bit of Just Nate. I got a little bit of Nate and Joe. 
Um, some of them are not as clear as I wanted them to be, just because of the quality of the of the audio. But I, I wanted to give I wanted to give some audio clips to everybody. So uh, I I it took me a long time. That's that's one of the things that I did. I think about a week or two ago, and yeah, it took me a couple days just to go through and like find clips. I mean, those are clips from the very first podcast episode, the first Birthday Boy podcast, season one, episode one, clips from all throughout season one, and it's just, you know, listening to those and going back and trying to find something took forever, but I think it came out nicely. I'm I'm pleased with it. I hope you are as well. Um, so yeah, there's going to be some new art. There's going to be some new podcast cover art, you know, when you go to... When you go to download the podcast, and it's just that picture of me in my Stewart's uniform from back in the day, uh, you know, right around back in the Lapoopy era, <laughs> and uh, I I commissioned a very good friend, uh, Jay Cook, to do to do some art based on that cover image, and uh, he had uh, he had a delay getting supplies that he needed, which I think might have come last week or are coming this week. I forgot what he said, but you know, I told him no worries. It's all good when he when he can do it. Do it when you can do it. And uh I can't wait to see it. It's going to be a masterpiece, I know, because everything he does is just fucking amazing. Uh so that that'll be coming. That'll be something to look forward to. And once I get that image, that'll be the new podcast art that you'll see when you download the Birthday Boy podcast and subscribe to it and all that. It'll be the new art on the Facebook page. It'll be the new, you know, everywhere. It'll be on everything. It'll be everywhere. Times Square, billboards, <laughs> everywhere. Uh, anyway, yeah, so that's fun. That's some some stuff to look forward to. Uh, I gotta tell you, <clears throat> I'm you know when I see things like that, when you know, like the kids in the hall are supposed to have their show come back in December, and of course that's gonna be delayed, and a bunch of shows are gonna be delayed because of the whole pandemic and all that shit. Uh, I tell you what though, one thing I'm really worried about. I hope they don't do this, but I know they're going to. Every show that comes back, no matter what, if it's a sitcom, if it's a drama, if it's this, that. Oh, please, please, just don't do, like, very special episodes about the the pandemic. Because, like, we've all lived through it. We're all living through it. And, like, you know, we there's nothing new. Like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the pandemic. Remember that? I, I'd almost forgotten about that. It's like, can we just maybe just... You know, give us stuff, just stuff that has just just carry on as your show normally would do. You know, if there's a joke here and there, so you know you can reference it. Obviously, it happened, but I, I'm just terrified that there's going to be all kinds of very special episodes about the coronavirus. Like, please don't. We like we fucking went through it. We don't need to come back in the fall or next fall or whenever they have stuff again, and just see a bunch of episodes about it or shows about it. Like, okay, we get it. You know. Outbreak is a movie. Contagion, that's a movie. We can watch those. Or we can just remember, because we're all going to fucking remember what it was like. But it's interesting. Still still no shortage of TV to watch. I'll tell you that much. I keep finding things. Uh, you know, the, the, new episode, the new season of Billions is currently uh, going on. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's... Yeah, Dark is coming back soon. Uh, I don't know. There's a bunch. There's a bunch. Yeah, Dave. I, I don't even know. Who who cares? There's there's so much TV. There's tons of TV. We're watching Shit's Creek right now. I really like the show. 
I don't, I don't quite like. There's people who are like nuts, but they think this is like the greatest show in the history of TV, and it's just so funny, and it's all the, it's a very funny show. Uh, and I love Eugene Levy. It's very well acted. I love you know D- Catherine O'Hara, Dan Levy. I mean, they're all, they're all good. They're all really good. There's little like nuanced things and little details that are that are really nice. But I just I I watch it. I enjoy it enough to keep watching it, and I just find myself like I just I just kind of space out. I just kind of you know I just kind of zone off, which is also a product of me just having no attention span, thanks to the invention of the iPhone. But still, uh, there's entire plot lines that I've missed because I'm like I'm just not paying attention because I just I can't. It can only hold my attention for so long. And I come back and I'm like, what is, she's in like the city council or something? Like, how did she get to be in office? I don't get, I don't even know. And then I don't, and then I'm like, I, I don't even care. I, she's, okay, she's in city council. That's fine. I don't care. Uh, but it's, it's a, it's a good, sh- it's, it's so weird. It's such a good show, but it's also like, you know, maybe I, we watched it when it was first on. We watched a few episodes of the first season and just thought like, eh, it's okay. And... <laughs> And then went back because now we just, like, you know, we don't want to run out of things to watch because we've been so efficient, as most people have, not leaving the house and just watching TV. And, you know, we're plowing through it because there's not that many episodes, but it's like, I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm just not, I'm not in love with it like everybody else is. I I do love the characters. I just, you know, it's kind of, I'll be happy to just kind of be done with it and enjoy it. And then kind of move on. It's not. It's never going to be on any. Never going to be on any top ten list of mine. But, but it's good. I you know whatever. It's good. It's fine. All right. Let's do some quick uh, sounding board theater type stuff. Which is there. There is some sounding board stuff, and then there's some also some personal things <laughs> that I feel are entertaining enough to share on this podcast. Uh, so this was from June fifth. A good friend of mine. Uh, had posted on Facebook and just said, there are protests all over the world, not just nationally. What does that tell you? And uh, I'm, I'm going to leave names out of this. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Um, but somebody, uh, an old white lady, wrote, uh, and this is, of course, June 5th, so this is, you know, we're in the midst of, like, not just a pandemic, but, but really, you know, just some unbelievable stuff happening, which is a really shitty way of saying that there's a lot of pieces of shit out there <laughs> making life shitty for a lot of people and uh, everyone's kind of had enough of it. And uh, so yeah, I don't think I don't think you need me to be the source of news to tell you that there are protests all over the world. Uh, what does that tell you? So this so this old white lady says, it tells me it tells me there are forces all over the world who'd like nothing more than to destabilize governments. <laughs> That's your takeaway. Just, you know, a, a Karen. Let's call her Karen because, uh, you know, the Karens are coming out of the woodwork. I started following this account called Karen's Gone Wild, and I think I might be done following it because I just didn't realize just how... I mean, every few minutes there's a new Karen video of some old bitch, you know, pulling down, you know, signs signs off of, a you know, just peaceful stuff happening and just these Karens and Kevins just being pieces of shit. Uh, and so the response to this Karen was, so you're saying racism is not a problem? And Karen responds, is that what I said? No, it's not. But I think racism, I don't think racism as big a problem is as big a problem as some want you to believe. <laughs> uh, 
And so that's where I like, okay. And the needle scratches off the record. And I said, uh, I could just, I could just sit this one out or I could just not sit this one out. And so I wrote, uh, yeah, unrelated. And, and this Karen went on about, you know, just rambling on not very, very low intelligence. Uh, so I said, unrelated note, uh, pregnancy is super easy. I had literally no pain at all. Both times Kim gave birth. I think it's, I think it's not as hard as some would have you to believe it to be. Uh, and so my friend wrote back, oh, so you totally understand. I said, let's just say I have it on good authority from some of the other fellas that it's been a blown out of proportion a tad. And my friend wrote, I mean, is the pain even real or political? I said, all I can tell you is I experienced zero pain during the entire time Kimmy was in labor. So you tell me who's pulling the strings here. I honestly think Big Pharma wants you to think it's difficult so they can push their left-wing epidurals and globalist childbirth agendas. My friend responded, nailed it on the head. It's all a scam. Damn you, Antifa, or whatever you're called. Uh, and I said, actually, it's called Obamagate. Just because no one would give, could give an actual description of what Obamagate was, and just because it isn't a thing at all, doesn't mean it's not a thing. Think about it. Michelle Obama gives birth twice. Barack doesn't even give a single speech about how hard it was for him. Next thing you know, she's trying to make kids eat right. Why? Obamagate. That's why. My friend responded, damn her, trying to make kids eat right. She could be making America great again. You know, making racism normal again. Damn her. And I said, oh, you didn't hear. Racism is no biggie, according to a white lady I once saw somewhere at the top of this thread. You can tell because of all the people marching all over the world to celebrate racism not being that big of a deal. The Black Lives Matter movement is actually Black Lives Matter, finally, movement. Police brutality is over. Black lives officially matter. Again, this is coming from some white lady and not the lamestream media, so you know it's credible. And whenever a white person has an opinion on racism, it is definitely not a racist opinion. You can tell because they usually begin with, I'm not a racist, but... I mean, would a racist say that? For example, I'm not racist, but where's his birth certificate? See, it's an otherwise racist thing, but since it was prefaced with I'm not racist, then it can't be racist. Anyway, I'm glad to see these global marches celebrated, celebrating the official end of racism. I'm thinking of organizing a similar movement with a bunch of dudes to celebrate how easy childbirth is and the fact that we made contractions great again. My friend writes, thank God, problem solved. America should rest easy tonight. This just in. Racism. Not a problem. And then uh, and then the, the Karen comes back. Doesn't tag me because she knows, like, oh, <laughs> that's not going to end well for me if I respond directly to, to the old birthday boy here. Uh, so she goes on and on, and then, it's, and then it gets very... I'm not even going to read her response. Uh, it's a very... It, a lot of whatabouts. You know, the whataboutism. But how come? But what about when? You know, and it's a lot of that. Um, and I just responded, all that's left is to tell our black friends the good news. But first I need to wake Kim and remind her how easy childbirth was. Then I'm going to get some rest. I begin a lecture series for my ten and a half year old daughter tomorrow as part of quarantine schooling. Periods. The fake news of the female body. And then I was, I was delighted that somebody... Uh, who I don't know, said, This exchange is the greatest. Mr. Hopkins, I salute you. Razor-sharp satire. I love it. I don't think Karen gets it. I have to change my PJs because I think I peed a little whilst laughing. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. 
felt good. It felt good. <sighs> then there was another, and then I'm going to get out of here. Go rest, relax. Uh, I don't even remember what somebody said. I don't think I have the original. Uh, do I? Oh, somebody, uh, another friend of mine uh, shared something about Candace Owens and how she's a paid troll who white supremacist think tanks push, push out to spew the same three arguments or purposes to waste black people's time with bad faith arguments. So it's just saying, please stop sharing links to Candace Owens. Uh, and then a friend's friend, who I don't mind telling you, we'll just call him Keelan. We'll just call him that. Because it's his name. We'll just call him that. Uh, <laughs> it isn't about white supremacy. It's about sharing her view that we as people should not make someone a martyr who had an ugly past. Her point is that we shouldn't be making him the face of racism. It's like making Charles Manson the face of white people if he were killed in this manner. <laughs> so now so now George Floyd is Charles Manson, according to Keelan. Uh uh, whatever. He, he goes on forever, and who gives a shit what he has to say? So I responded, uh, yes, I'd like to speak to the manager. The face of racial injustice isn't the one I ordered, so I want a refund. And to order a different one that suits me better. Yes, that's white. I'd like to exchange this face of racial injustice for a different one. It's too Charles Manson-y. Oh, first name? Yes, I'll give you the first name. It's K-A-R-E-N. Uh, my good friend birthday boy podcast super fan amy uh amy tig said can we set you up as the burn master of all time we need to appoint a leader who will shut people down with a solid burn i appoint you <laughs> oh man and then uh keelan you're exactly why these issues exist you spend more time arguing than doing something to actually make a change how do you think we can exchange change the way things are now this keelan fella he's on every post trolling, laughing, offering nothing of any use. He's just a useless useless human being. Uh, I responded, says Keelan as he spends his time arguing. Keelan, right, no suggestions, as I assumed. I'm all open for hearing them. And I just said, no, you're not. You're literally never open to suggestions. I've watched you respond uh, to my buddy over and over for what seems like decades, each reply dumber than the last. I've often wondered if it's a fake account that my friend made to mess with us. Even on his best day with, an, with a team of writers, could he even pretend to be as dumb as you are? Uh, my buddy shares a lot of really good stuff on here. I don't agree, agree with it all, but it's a lot of interesting stuff. The only contribution from you is a laughing emoji followed by words only an idiot would string together for 500, Alex. Sorry, dude, not taking the bait and not wasting my time. Anyway, your order is set to ship, and you'll have a new face of racial injustice within two to three business days. Keelan responds, what an intellectual response. You see, you are no better than the cops who try to bully people. Oh, and for the re and remember that. He said, I'm no better than the... He compared me to the cops trying to bully people. And for the record, I didn't state that I wanted to replace George Floyd. He did. I said I didn't think he should be the only one. That's not what you said. I've asked twice now for suggestions on how to change things, and yet nobody wants to say anything or give suggestions. So I said, okay. Uh, my only suggestion is this. To anyone reading this, be the opposite of Keelan. Seriously, he's an anti-intellectual troll who harasses his own friend with anti-intellectual nonsense and who cries bully when getting called on on his bullshit. He acts like a moron and an asshole, then attempts to take the high road when called on it because he thinks everyone is as dopey as he is. There, that's my suggestion. Keelan. 
Thanks. Prove my point. You attack me personally because my thoughts aren't the same and I disagree. When I, attack, when I ask or respond differently, it's still an attack. Shrugging shoulders emoji. You haven't been able to validate or discredit anything I said above. I never said it was okay for people to be... Blah, 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 blah. I never said I wanted a face replanted. Yes, you did. It's exactly what he said. And, uh... Uh, I never said racism is okay. I never said I wanted a face replaced, but tried to say he shouldn't be the only face. I didn't grow up seeing racism where I live, so maybe I'm blind to it and didn't grow up seeing as much as you did and why your views are different. He's just, he's talking, it's gibberish, it's nonsense, it's its moron talk. Uh, so my friend responded, you seriously just compared that verbal beatdown to a literal beatdown by a cop. Don't forget to invoke Hitler, too. Uh, you know, Johnny B, the Nazis did whatever lame comparison too. Uh, so then I said, okay, Keelan, here's a legit suggestion. Instead of complaining about who is, isn't the face of racism, be glad racism is being fought in the way it's being fought. It's petty to complain about who is, isn't a martyr because you prefer someone else be in the spot. Ahmaud Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, and everyone else who's been murdered by racially motivated means and or by those in positions of power are all mentioned prominently as well. So maybe just chill on who is, isn't the face of racism and just fucking fight racism. If you have kids, teach them that not being racist isn't enough. Not being racist isn't enough. They have to be anti-racist when they see, hear it around them. Be familiar with why black lives matter. Because all lives can't matter until black lives matter too. It's a fucking broken record. I'm, I'm, I'm like... As well as the notion of white privilege. Did you learn about racism or did you experience it? Good place to start. And dude, you know goddamn good and well that practically anything... My buddy shares on here. You react with that fucking laughing emoji. Cut that shit out, too. It's fucking childish. Uh, Keelan comes back. I never compared bullying to a beatdown. By the way, it was murder. Don't put words in my mouth. And then and they come, and then for me, hey, he is the one who called me. Uh, oh, lastly, you do not know me. If you did, you would see I have children. And in fact, my children are black. So yes, I teach the kids. So it's it's that whole, like, I can't be racist because my friend is black my children are black my i'll tell you what you can be pretty fucking racist because uh i worked with somebody who uh who was uh, as white as uh my my bed sheets and uh had a, an adopted daughter who was chinese and her whenever she would get a text from her daughter her cell phone in an office place with many many chinese people sitting around uh, it would say, oh, you got the text from your daughter and make like these, you know, stereotypical like Chinese noises. And, you know, there was like a gong. It was, you know, every time her daughter would text her and and she would laugh every time. And she's like, it's OK. My daughter's Chinese. And I'm like, <laughs> so is that why you adopted a Chinese daughter? So you could just like now you can be racist or you're you're like the. Uh, I don't know. You're like a. <laughs> You're like the Tim Watley of adoption. Uh, so anyways, so you can, uh, actually you can have kids uh, who are Asian, who are black, who are whatever, and you can still be a fucking racist. Keelan, you douche. Uh, so he goes on and on. Um, yeah, so he's, I never said you were a bully like the cops, and then I, you know, then there's a screenshot uh, saying that I'm no better than the cops who bully people. So anyway... So it just goes on and on. I don't care about all this. So Keelan's uh, so Keelan's starting to get really upset, and uh, I'm like, you're you're the guy who misquoted his own words, and I, and he just keeps trying. He just keeps God bless his little stupid little heart. 
he just keeps trying, but he just keeps failing. So I said, I'm not sure why, but I can't help but think of when Elber F- Elmer Fudd thought he was fighting Bugs Bunny, but Bugs Bunny was standing off to the side eating a carrot while Elmer, F- Elmer Fudd was punching himself in the face. And Keelan, again, insult after insult. When you'd like to actually discuss something, then that's fine. If you don't want input, don't tag me. And I said, that's, uh, that's interesting. I didn't reference you in the Looney Tunes comment, but you immediately assumed you were the Fudd. Anyway, consider it done. No more tagging. I'll be very, very quiet from now on. And, uh, and then I put a nice little gif of Elmer Fudd. Uh, and I think that was about it. A uh, little update. That was, well, June 7th. So what's that, two weeks? Is it two weeks ago? That's two weeks ago. Uh, Keelan has, like, disappeared. <laughs> he's done. He's gone. He's He's been eliminated. He's been dealt with. Uh, he is, he is, I think he's blocked my friend or something where like, I mean, there's nothing, there's no activity from him whatsoever. He's been, he's been shut down. Uh, the Keelan store has, has officially, you know, if, I guess if there's some good, you know, all it's horrible, all these businesses closing down during the pandemic, but, uh, Keelan's out of business. He's, he's been shut down. So there's, there's one good to come out of all these closings and closures and things. Uh, we shut down Keelan. He's done. Uh, and yeah, you know what? I think I said probably in season one, I wasn't uh, going to get into this stuff, but, uh, you know what? <laughs> Oops, here we are. Uh, same, same buddy of mine shared, uh, something <laughs> fun fact on this day. This is, I guess also on June 7th, fun fact on this day in 1927, <laughs> Trump's father, Fred Trump was arrested at a KKK rally. <laughs> uh, and somebody, Brandy, Renee, Rakowski says, get the facts straight. He was arrested and all charges dropped. He was a spectator. Yeah, 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 sure. Uh-huh. And uh, quick, quick response. I said, just because everyone arrested. Uh, and if you do a quick search, like anyone who was arrested that day uh, had clan robes on. That's it. End of, end of discussion. Uh, I said, just because everyone arrested... Uh, during that event, had clan robes on, and just because old Fred ended up being a giant racist who ended up with a long resume filled with discriminatory housing practices against black people, doesn't mean he's a racist clansman. That was the end of her. Um, I don't know. Uh, but then there was one recently. Let's see. Let's see. Let me get to uh, where am I? Where am I trying to find here? Uh, Doodle do. Ah, here we go. This is actual sounding board. This is this is from the uh, one of the Nashua things. I don't know. Uh, somebody asks on Monday. Somebody asks why Trader Joe's was not open today. I guess Trader Joe's. I mean, that's ha- I, I mentioned on previous podcasts. Like Walgreens closed for an afternoon. You know, these places like they have to close for a day or two because whatever. And, you know, let's be honest. Shit's going on. There's COVID's. It hasn't gone away. Just because I have some idiot on Facebook during, you know, when the, when the, you know, the protests and the rallies and things, and they're not rallies, the protests started, or are they rally? I guess some of them are rallying, peace, peace, peace movements, protests, all that, all that shit. When that started, uh, this person is, is really one of the truly dumbest people I've, I've ever met. Um, just in like, wow, just complete lack of self-awareness, like, Oh, fake news this, fake news that. Hey, here's a conspiracy video that uh, everyone's trying to pull offline because it's just nothing but lies. 
It's nothing but lies and generalizations with no supporting details. Here's something, because I'm a champion of science. I am, I'm a proponent, proponent of data and thought. And here's a, So here's a conspiracy theory video. Uh, and then, you know, posting things like, um, oh, so I guess, and just like that, coronavirus magically disappeared. No, stupid. It didn't disappear. There just happens to be, for the first time in three months, there's something else happening in the fucking country, in the fucking planet, uh, because nothing else has happened, and now something's happening, uh, and people are there's a movement happening that's mo- trying to move in a positive direction to get things to change, and it didn't fucking just go away, you idiot. Um, and then she you know, recently posted, like, I thought... I thought this would just be a four, four, didn't they say 14 days and we'd be done? It's like, no, they started out like, we're going to do this for a couple weeks. We're going to suspend things for a month. We're going to do this, we're gonna, but we got to, you know, and then we're going to reevaluate. That's what they said. We're going to close down schools for a couple weeks and then we'll reevaluate. Oh, you know what? We reevaluated. We're going to close down schools for a month. Oh, you know what? We reevaluated again. We're not coming back to school this year. Uh, the NBA was shut down for a month. What <laughs> Haven't seen a lot of basketball action in a while because they reevaluated. And now they've got this ridiculous plan to go to a bubble in Orlando, and that's going to really work nicely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Major League Baseball, that's not coming back. There's no no way. Uh, NFL, of course, being the NFL, thinks they're just going to like, you know, camp's going to open up in a few weeks and then the preseason and then the regular season and everything's going to be fine and the Super Bowl and blah, 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 blah. And they've got some, uh, you know, they've got a rude awakening <laughs> On the horizon. So, so, in other words, only a moron back in March thought that they were going to be inconvenienced for a week or two. You really had to be stupid. And uh, and so this this dummy who's like the original Karen uh, recently posted, uh, you know, what did you guys think? Did you think it was going to be 14 days or you think it was going to be longer? And I'm like, I thought it was going to be 12 to 18 months and I still do. And she had like this, the wow face like, what? What? It's like, well, that's because I pay attention. You're screaming about fake news because I don't know what you're watching. She's the same person who also said, if you want to see the real news, look out your window. Okay. Well, then in the news today, there were some trees and Bork might be moving out. So I guess that's the only thing happening in the world. That's a great suggestion. That's a really smart suggestion. Look out the fucking window if you want to see the news. You're so stupid. And it's uh, stupid is one thing. Stupid and stubborn. Is just such a lethal combination. Because she has no idea she's stupid. And if she did, deep down inside, she has to know. And she's never going to acknowledge it. Mm. The horse fucker did unfriend me on Facebook. I've been, I've been just, you know, I don't give a fuck. I try, that's the other thing. On this podcast and on Facebook, I spent a lot of time just biting my tongue and just keeping my mouth shut. And here's another picture of my kids. Here's some jokes to pretend that nothing's, you know, the world isn't a horrible piece of shit. And that's kind of over. That's kind of over. Not that this, you know, this podcast isn't going to get political. Like, this is about as political as it's going to get. I just had those updates that I wanted I wanted to share. But I don't give a... If I have something on my mind, I'm going to talk about it. I don't give a fuck. Um, and if you don't like it, I mean, you can skip ahead. I don't care. It's fine. I hope you keep listening because it's it's one of those things, you know. There's it's it's not all, you know. Uh, you can't please everybody, uh, but whatever. You're here. Hopefully, you enjoy it. And if you don't, just you know, just sit tight because there's there's something for everyone on the Birthday Boy podcast. There's something for everyone. You fuck. <laughs> <sighs>
<sighs> Deep breaths. Yeah, I'm starting to feel. I'm getting some energy. I'm getting that podcast energy back. That's been that's been gone for so long. Oh boy, there's it's a lot of rain down there in Hilton Head. I hope there's no. Luckily, I hope there's no quarantine spectacular on the horizon from those cliffs because it's it's boring. Uh so so anyways, uh, yeah, horse fucker. I, I probably. It might have been something about, you know, I posted something about Tucker Carlson because I think he's, he seems like an inbred. He seems like he's the product of inbreeding and that only other inbreds would, like, watch him and say, yeah, this is my kind of guy. I'm guessing that might have been it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But, I, you know, I figure just post things like that and that's going to that's gonna kind of work itself out because only an idiot would be offended by that. And if you if you were offended by me calling you an inbred because you watch another inbred named Tucker Carlson, then okay, see ya. It's all good, cause he is he's an inbred. Uh, anyway, uh, so somebody asked. So anyway, somebody asked on Monday, does anyone know why Trader Joe's is not open today? Cause go fuck yourself. I don't know. Go to a different grocery store, you bastard. Uh, C-19 cleaning, we need to always be ready for this to happen. That was the first response. Cool. They closed once before for a few days. All right. Uh, somebody named Frank M. Chard Jr. <laughs> Frank M. Chard Jr. Uh, responding to, does anyone know why Trader Joe's is not open today? I do. They're closed. Ah, it's fantastic. And then here's old Scotty boy, old Scott Johnston. Do you really think you're going to find the correct answer here? Why don't you try calling their corporate office and ask why, if you're that concerned? <laughs> and the original poster responds, and he just says, I just wanted to go shopping for fuck's sakes. Uh, somebody, uh, Grace Marino, responded to Scott Johnston with, Think, T, is it true? H, is it helpful? I, is it important? N, is it necessary? K, is it kind? Uh, and then somebody responded, because the name of this board, it's not the Civic Sounding Board. It's, does anyone know what is going on in Nashville right now at blank? Question mark. It's literally designed for people to ask, hey, does anyone know uh, why there's 20 police cars on Main Street? Does anyone know why Trader Joe's is closed? It's literally designed for this reason. And uh, somebody responded to Scott, isn't that what this board is for? Uh, another person responded to Scott and said, maybe someone else in the community works there and has an answer. Give the guy a break. Sheesh. Scott Johnston, first world problems. Uh, responding to the guy who said, I just wanted to go shopping for fuck's sakes. He goes, Wah, I guess you'll have to shop elsewhere. It's not the end of the world, buddy. Don Robinson responds to Scott Johnson. I can see why a post was made about you today. I guess somebody, I couldn't find it. Somebody must have posted about Scott because he is truly the ultimate troll. He's the only, like, troll in town that I haven't blocked because it's just so, it's such good material. Uh, <laughs> Dave Bushy. So the first two answers were good, then the idiots arrived. Thanks for keeping the faith, boys. <laughs> Would you expect anything less? Not from one of them. Uh, Scott, uh, yeah. Somebody named James Healy. When you don't know the answer, post a reply that makes you look like a dumbass. <laughs> uh, 
Scott responds, You mean like your comment? You don't seem to have an answer either, yet you still commented. James Healy, No, like yours, thanks for adding. Scott, You hypocrites are in abundance in this town. <laughs> James, James Helly, Healy, Go fuck yourself. Go bother someone else. <laughs> Scott responds, You just made my point. I don't speak to anyone like that in this group, or in any other group for that matter. I'm not even going to say anything mean to you. Just useless and idiotic, but not mean, except, except he just responded to somebody with, Wah! Uh, Zachary Simpson, they were closed because they were not open. Now they're open because they're not closed. I hope that helps. I mean, it's, it's really an unbelievable little town we live in here with some really smart, helpful, kind, compassionate people. (laughs) Oh my God. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, it's. Also, being that it's Father's Day, oh God damn you! I'm trying to, I'm trying to put something on the TV. Oh, f- forget it, forget it. I've been watching old King of the Ring pay-per-views from the '90s. That's what I like to do on Father's Day. Is that it? Is that only? Yeah, I mean, I think that's about it. Oh, I wanted to play. So there were two other things I was thinking about earlier. One was uh, back in high school. <laughs> I don't know. This has nothing to do with anything. This has nothing to do with Scott Johnson. This is just completely changing gears. Um, and you notice there's no, uh, there's no like intro, outro type music, bumpers or anything like that. It's just, I'm just, I'm just going through because it's just, you know what? It takes so fucking long to do all that stuff. It really does. And I'm not putting on, I'm not putting on licensed music. You know, whatever. It's fine. I'm just going. It's start to finish. Kind of like the live podcast. Uh, I was just thinking about uh, Hashimo and Nate, how happy I was to have them on the podcast. And then I was thinking about how fucking fun uh, it used to be. We used to have these things called dirt pile matches, wrestling matches. And it was right around this time of year. You know, we had, we'd have them in the fall or we'd have them in the spring. We'd have a sleepover a thon and we'd have a dirt pile match. That was, that was one of the, <laughs> one of the, one of the watermarks of a of a of a true menage a trois sleepoverathon was we would you know sleep at each other's houses you know it would be one house on Friday the other house on Saturday and the other house on a Sunday it was always on a three day weekend Columbus Day weekend or uh, or Memorial Day weekend typically and we we'd top it all off when the when the sleepover came to my house we'd have a dirt pile match because uh, there was this giant mound of dirt behind our house used for construction, but it just, it sat there for years. It sat there for like, I don't know, two years and nobody touched it. So I thought that's a great place to have a wrestling match. And I was just thinking about, I was talking to Kimmy. I'm like, man, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty good deal that we didn't like paralyze each other because I would give Joe uh, a razor's edge, which is, you know, I would hold him, uh, hold him by the armpits over my head. He'd be back. His back would be facing my back like razor Ramon and then I would just fall forward and throw him off this dirt pile that was like 15 feet high, <laughs> and uh, and we and there was a dirt pile match that we had the final dirt pile match. We actually had it at night, and I set up a bunch of my dad's spotlights, 
and uh, so we could see it. And we we did a move where Nate and I stood at the top of the dirt pile, and Joe came running towards us, and we both grabbed him basically by the armpits and just launched him. And this motherfucker went flying, you know, another 20 feet in the air. And the tape is one of the funniest things ever uh, because <laughs> Joe is just flapping his arms like a bird. <laughs> Hoping for that soft landing that did not come. And then in that same Durpal match, uh, because I was 16, previous Durpal matches, I did not have my driver's license or a car. But in the 96 Durpal match, I did have both the car and the driver's license. So uh, I drove my car onto the set, onto the scene of the Durpal to try and run, run over Joe. Uh, and then, and then we, we brawled on the car and, you know, used it, uh, you know, slamming each other's head into the car, that kind of thing. And then what happened was the car got stuck in the dirt and Nate and I dug the car out with our bare hands while Joe sat in the car, uh, trying to find, trying to use the radio. And, uh, so we sat in the car and did nothing. We dug the car out and we, (laughs) we eventually got it. We eventually got it free. And uh, I just think about, like, wow, it's amazing. Fucking idiotic shit that we did. You know, trying to run each other over with a car in a dirt pile at night. As my parents were, you know, 100 feet away inside their dining room having a dinner party. And uh, <laughs> and then digging the car out. And it's all on video, too. It's all on tape. It's just idiots. Uh, in school, uh, my buddy Garrett... He was on crutches for some reason, and I asked if I could borrow one of his crutches before French class started one time. And uh, Keith and I did this whole bit where Keith, uh, he walked out of the French classroom, and I came from behind and swung like a baseball bat, and I hit him in the back with the crutch, but did it like WWE style where it was it was fake, and he went down, and I just started like putting the boots to him, but again, fake. And then... Uh, and everybody out in the hallway just gasped and stared, and they thought that uh, they thought that my buddy Keith was being assaulted because I hit him with crutches and knocked him down, and then, and then started stomping on him. <clears throat> and then, yeah, I mean, throwing throwing Shimo down the stairs in high school when we were filming the uh, the Noakes video, one of my one of my one of my motion pictures. Uh, there was a there was a pep rally or something in high school where all the different sports teams got called up. You know, everybody sat in the bleachers, and now, ladies and gentlemen, the basketball team and the JV girls volleyball team and the varsity girls volleyball team and the track team and this team. And so, like, Shimo and I were on the track team, and they called the track team, and we all, you know, the track team came out. You know, the varsity track team. You know, the freshman team and the JV and then the varsity track team. And everybody's cheering, and it's, you know, it's the pep rally. So we get out there, and, like, she, I did, like, the I did like the WWF type thing where I, I took Shimo by the hand, I held his arm up and pointed to him, you know, like we're good buddies, raising his hand in victory, and then I turned him around, and then I clotheslined him. <laughs> and then nobody could fall like Shimo. Shimo should have been in, we both should have been in WWE. Um, if they had the, the, the tools that they have now where you could, you know, go to the performance center and train and stuff, we'd be, you know, we'd be WWE Hall of Famers by now. Uh, so anyway, so I clotheslined Shimo and the guy, Shimo knew how to, you know, the brother knew how to bump, dude. And, uh, he could take a fall. And so Shimo's, you know, he's flopping around like a fish out of water on the ground. And I just, you know, I just start laying into him with the, with the WWE stomps and like elbow drops and everything. 
what was great, what we didn't realize at the time, which was kind of the story of my life in a lot of instances where I had, you know, make-believe, pretend fights, <laughs> is somebody, uh, actually Nate's uncle, was off to the side as a spectator because his kids were in the pep rally, Nate's cousins. And Nate's uncle was like, I don't know, like black belt martial artist, like MMA, you know, all like everything, jujitsu, the whole thing, all the combat stuff. Uh, he knew all of it. And he saw me attack Shimo and start like putting the boots to him and stomping him. And everybody's, everybody's cheering. Cause the, ki- the rest of the kids knew what was going on, uh, but the adults had no idea. And what we didn't know, we didn't realize until afterwards, was that Nate's uncle was like a, a, a half a second away from <laughs> running up and putting me in a chokehold. <laughs> which, which, as I think about it, would have been really hilarious as if I'm, if I'm <laughs> pretending to, to beat the shit out of Joe. And then this guy, this guy, this muscular, tough guy comes up and just grabs me from behind. And flops me around like a like a wet noodle and puts me to sleep and chokes me out. <laughs> I guess I was a few milliseconds away from that happening. Oh my god. Good times. So many times that I have realized that I was near death over the years. And, uh, yeah. <clears throat> from somebody almost kicking my ass because they thought I was really doing something horrible that I wasn't. Oh, that's great. I'm sure... Th- I can't even imagine the number of people who probably did, still do, want to just beat the shit out of me. Maybe not, though. Who wouldn't want- Why would you want to? Look at me. Look at this face. Listen to this voice. Listen to these golden pipes. Why would you want to attack? Why would you want to attack these golden pipes? Uh, it looks like the golf is... The golf is still in a weather delay. Speaking of golf, where is this thing I saved somewhere? Do do do. Uh, oh yeah, f bombs keep coming at the RBC Heritage broadcast, followed by hilarious reactions from the golf commentator. So you're uh, you got? Uh, I guess it's Jim Nance. Actually, I, I put that it was Dan Hicks because I thought this was on NBC, but uh, but it's actually Jim Nance. Yeah. I'm gonna change my face. A- anyway, let's let's see. So so golf came back last week. PGA golf is back. There's no spectators, although there actually are spectators because uh, this particular one is which is in Hilton Head Island. I wonder if I wonder if uh, Grandma Cliff is watching this from her from her porch from her lo- from the Lanai Cliffy. I'm watching the RBC Classic, the Heritage Classic. It's in a rain delay, Cliffy. It's raining cats and dogs. It's raining. It's raining the way that I piss. It's really coming down, Cliff. Uh, <laughs> F-bombs keep coming in the RBC Heritage broadcast, followed by hilarious reactions from the Golf Channel announcers. Uh, maybe it was Dan Hicks, too. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, our uh, Golf Channel is, is NBC. Anyways, it's on CBS, so it's Jim Nance. And here's one. Here's Rory McElroy. So, oh, wait a minute, wait, wait. So golf came back last week. There's no spectators. I mean, this Hilton Head one, yeah, I guess there's a few because there's houses on the golf course. So people, you know, it's their property, I guess. So they could come sit on the edge of their property and, and watch the golf. But but officially, there's no spectators. It's just the golfers. It's the crew. It's only the, the essential people who need to be there. 
So as a result, you're not hearing people cheer and clap and yell, Baba Booey. So what you get to hear is the golfers uh, swearing like a motherfucker when they hit a bad shot. Like, you know, like human beings, because they're human beings. And, like, who cares about the F word? Like, just just get rid of swears. Just, you know, it's just the F word. Who cares? Uh, so here's Rory McIlroy hitting his uh, tee shot. Yeah, with every fucking... Excuse him, And that means, that's a technical term, he keeps blocking it right. And he snookered. And back to the 18th. Okay, so uh, this is who is this? Harold? Oh, it's Nick Faldo. Is who? Uh, Harold Varner the third didn't li- like a shot on the 18th. Let's listen to what Harold Varner. Harold Varner the third in the fairway at 18. Oh fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> and a. Uh, we apologize for the quality of the microphone in the fairway. Oh, God. That's, uh, that's trouble, is what that is. <laughs> yeah, that's, I've just missed the cut uh, phrasing that one. <laughs> oh, poor, poor Nick Faldo. Oh, uh, we're sorry about that. We're sorry about that language. Uh, I guess we're having problems with our microphones. I don't think the golfers are swearing. I think the microphones are... There's some kind of feedback. It sounds like... It sounds like the F word, but it's not. It's just feedback. I think that's just birds. Fuck, 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 fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. Yes, that's just the, uh... That's the Hilton Head fuckerwell uh, just flying around, a native to Hilton Head Island. Fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, that's great. I that's the golf that I want to see. I want to see just swearing. I don't want to see that shit with Tiger and 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 Phil and Brady and Manning where they're just you know telling dad jokes the whole time and it's you know it's super lame. I mean that was it was only good because there was no other sports for three months and then they gave us that and it's like yeah all right. But it was it was really boring. Let's be honest. Anybody who says that, like that was a great event is like they're just desperate for something. It wasn't that great. It, it was a great concept, and I hope they do more of it. And I hope they have uh, you know different people. And I hope they just let them just let them go. Just let them you know talk the way you would talk on the golf course. You know, and not just dudes. Have have women out there too. Have them you know have them do all that shit. Anyway, anyways. I'm going to wrap it up. Time to wrap it up. Stick around. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, this is... I like this. A little royalty-free, copyright-free New York Jazz Lounge. That's the title of this track. It's getting real classy. Getting real classy here in the Birthday Boy Podcast. Oh yeah, listen to that. It's the Birthday Boy Podcast. I hope that you liked what you heard. If you didn't, too fucking bad. Hope you come back for more next week. 
I hope that you like what I said and you liked what you heard and you heard some more things and then come back to hear those things again. Yeah. This is good. All right. Oh, love that royalty-free music. Uh, listen, I'd like to tell you, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever podcasts are podcasted. And go to the Facebook page, Birthday Boy Podcast on Facebook. Follow it, like it, watch the videos if you have it. They're quite good. I, it was really a lot of work to do those live fucking things. It was, like, very draining. I hope that you have watched them. If not, go and watch them. I really hope you do. I'll hope you check them out. And I appreciate you listening. And I hope you come back next week and listen to more of the show. Because it's the Birthday Boy Podcast and it's time to go. Oh, God. Anyway. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. Nobody fucking uses that, so but it's still there, so send me an email if you'd like. Uh, what else? I guess that's it. Yeah, so this is it. This is season two. Season two is officially underway. Season two, episode one is here. Season two, episode two. You know, let's not get used to having them every week. I'm not guaranteeing... That's officially, I'm not guaranteeing... I'm not guaranteeing anything. They're just, like, the podcast will be podcasted when it is podcasted. Then that's about it. That's all I can promise you. Because, uh, you know, whatever. All right, gang. Uh, I think that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, positivity is very stupid. It's useless. And it's for jerks. Positivity is for jerks. Uh, but I can tell you, kindness matters. Yeah. Oh, it's playing over again. Oh. Yeah. Kindness matters. Positivity is for jerks. Kiss my ass if you're a positive person. I'm happy that the barbecues will be canceled this summer. Because those are stupid as well. All the things I hate are being canceled, which makes me smile. I just hope that the birds get COVID-19, hopefully, pretty soon. <sighs> then I won't have to hear them chirp outside my door. Hopefully, there'll just be a bunch of corpses on the floor. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, this music does go well with singing about how you wish birds would die and that you're happy that people are not going to be enjoying the things that they typically enjoy over the summer because it's going to kill them if they do. Uh, is that it? Is that all my notes? Yeah, festivals are canceled. I hate... So many of the things that I hate that give so many other people so much joy are all canceled for the summer and that in itself gives me so much joy. <laughs> uh, it's fantastic. All right, this... Uh, this authentic New York jazz music is going to come to an end soon enough, and uh, and that's why the Birthday Boy podcast is going to come to an end. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you had a great, uh, whatever, Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for everything. We'll see you next time right here on the Birthday Boy podcast. Yeah.
come listen next time on the birthday boy podcast we'll say some things and we'll do some things have some laughs and say some other things that's what we do on this big show i can do this all day all right that's it talk to you next time later gators The Birthday Boy Podcast is now over. Goodbye. Yes, hello, Cliff. Cliffy, this is uh, Cliff. This is your your Uncle Cliff, Cliff. This is your Uncle Cliff DDS. Cliffy Womack DDS, Cliff. Uh, Yeah, Cliff, uh, it's been a while, Cliff. It's been a while since you've been into the office. Uh, You haven't had your your cleaning and your your dental checkup, Cliff. I'm hoping uh, everything's still okay. I know we've had some issues uh, with the COVID-19, Cliff, but if you could just give me a call, Cliff. It's Dr. Cliff DDS, Cliff. Call me, Cliff. I want to schedule you to come in for your cleaning at your earliest convenience, Cliff. Uh, because I was I was looking at my records, Cliff, and it's been it's been a good long while since you came in and had your teeth cleaned, Cliff. And uh, there's there's no better place to come to than to old Uncle Cliff DDS's uh, uh, dental office, Cliff. So if you could if you could make an appointment here with Mouth Pleasures, of course, uh, hopefully you haven't forgotten the name of your old Uncle Cliff's dental practice. It's sort of it's called Mouth Pleasures. Uh, because, of course, it's a pleasure to service your mouth, Cliff. Uh, it's a pleasure to service your mouth and all of our other patients. We have so many patients uh, whose mouth uh, we've serviced and given pleasure to. Uh, you know, cavities and root canals and, and pain. You know, there's difficulty and pain with the chipped teeth. And, and it's, it, it's my it's my pleasure to provide pleasure uh, to to your mouth. And I want to take the pain away. So uh, what's the opposite of pain, of course, Cliff, is, is pleasure. So uh, what's, what's your perfect name for a dental practice, Cliff, is mouth pleasures. So if you come on down to old Dr. Cliff's mouth pleasures, Cliffy, I promise you, our guarantee is we'll put a smile on your face and pleasure in your mouth. And so, Cliffy, if you come on down, I'll make sure that both of those things happen, Cliff, so you'll leave here with a smile and feeling good inside the mouth. That's, that's my promise to you, Cliff, but not just because I'm your uncle. It's because I, you know, I took the Hippocratic Oath. I put, took the dental Hippocratic Oath. So, Cliffy, it's, it's my pleasure to give you pleasure in the mouth. So, Cliff, why don't you give me a call? Call the office. I mean, I usually have a receptionist for this kind of thing, but Cliffy, I'd call you directly because you're my nephew, Cliff, and I just, I just want to make sure that I provide you the kind of mouth pleasure uh, that that every uh, every one of my patients has come to expect from uh, here here at Mouth Pleasures, Cliff. So please give me a call. Call Mouth Pleasures. Come on down, Cliff. Uh, make sure you you make an appointment as soon as possible because I want to get you in here. I want to get you all cleaned up, and I and I want to get you on your on your way uh, with a smile on your face and pleasure in your mouth okay cliff so call uncle cliffy call your old uncle cliff dds make the appointment today cliff and come on down and see us here at mouth pleasures where pleasure awaits your mouth 
Okay, Cliff. I hope to see you soon. I hope to I hope to have my tools in your mouth as soon as possible, Cliff. I hope to have my tools in your mouth as soon as possible, and have your your little buns in my dental chair, uh, so that I can I can do the work my magic, Cliff, and uh, and give you all the pleasure that you deserve, all the mouth pleasure you deserve, Cliff. Okay, so that's my guarantee to all my patients, but especially to my my little nephew, Cliffy boy. So so come on down, Cliff. Give me a call. Make an appointment. Come see old Uncle Cliffy DDS at Mouth Pleasures today. Okay, Cliffy, this is your Uncle Cliffy DDS. Give me a call as soon as you can, Cliff. This is Uncle Cliff. Cliff, give me a call and come on down to Mouth Pleasures soon, Cliff. Okay, talk to you soon, Cliffy. Bye-bye. So if you could come down to Dr. Cliff's Mouth Pre... <laughs>